Uh, welcome back. Uh, it's been a while since we've we've all talked um, and listened to each other um, on the what's the new our podcast? Your mother ate my dog. That's the one. Episode eighteen. Uh, you're Jesse. Mm-hmm. Now you're. This is where you say your address. I live at six seven four three Barker Street. I'm not going to edit that out. So yikes. Um, and yeah, and I live. Uh, six seven four four Main Street. Yep. <laughs> um, so today, the movie of the week, uh, Palm Springs, a twenty twenty jaunt from uh, your your friends at uh, Lonely Island. Uh, Andy Samberg stars. Uh, Kristen Malotti stars. You may know her better uh, as the mom from Oh. Here's here's a spoiler for you. The mom from How I Met Your Mother and J.K. Simmons, a smaller part. Mm-hmm. He he obviously plays that man from Whiplash, a movie I haven't seen. Which you need to. I, I've seen this movie, so I think that's good enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, well, this was your your first watch of Palm Springs. What what were your uh, initial reactions? The way you say that makes me feel like this was not your first watch. Is that correct? This is a movie that I've seen before when it first came out two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did learn a lot on the second watch. Uh, So I think it was worth, it was worth this. Like I didn't just not watch this movie again. I watched it and took notes and Mm -hmm. scored it as I would score a a normal movie. Okay. So again, um, your first watch. Yes. How did you, how do you feel? Well, I've, I finished the film, and I it, I was smiling. It was quite a funny movie. But I, I, when you told me you had a, a lot of notes for this film, I, I guess I was sort of surprised. So to me, it, it was just like a, a comedy with a little bit of, uh, of a fantastical element, I suppose. Uh, I'm curious uh, what more there is. So I'm curious what, what you have. The majority of my notes are trivia-based. Uh, not like notes I that I would send to the director to improve. I see, I see. But when we do get into our scores, I do have a lot of notes on the reasoning behind my scores. Okay. Um, so yeah, this is probably our first... I mean, it, it is a comedy, but um, there mm-hmm. it's not just a comedy. It's not like we're watching Orange County, that Jack Black movie. Right. Uh, there is you know a time loop a Groundhog Day-esque time loop situation, mm-hmm. uh, which gives it a funky wrinkle, yep. which is what we should have named the podcast. It's our second choice, yep. So I don't feel bad picking the movie. I thought it was still a good choice, even though it was basically a comedy. But we, we can get into, you know, some things that made it, made it work and some things that didn't make it work. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just happy with you know, the smile that it, it gave you, and that's, you want to just move on to the next movie. Yeah, let's just not even do any of this. Let's just move on to the next one. 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Would you agree with that score? Personally, I wouldn't. It's not that I don't think this is a good movie. It's just I didn't think it was that good. But uh, I don't know. Do you think that's a reasonable score? Uh, 95 seems high. Um, it was nominated for two Golden Globes. Didn't win. Oh, okay. Won some Critics' Choice Awards. 
Um, this movie actually won a lot of a lot of awards um, from like smaller award places. Okay. This movie, I think, is pretty positively viewed. Mm-hmm. I would say, not to give it away, but it's probably one of the my favorite movies that I've seen during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, good good start. What? Okay, well, what did you not like about the movie? I don't know. I think maybe easier if I talk about the things I like and then the, the things I didn't like may sort of manifest themselves. So I liked Andy Samberg a lot. He's uh, quite funny. I can't say I've seen him in a lot of things. I know that he's a funny guy, but I haven't watched like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or... Hot Rod. Yeah, I know he's in Hot Rod. I think I've seen that, but that was a long time ago and I don't think I was paying very much attention. You should watch Hot Rod. Yeah, I remember you. Didn't you say you liked that movie? Not on the podcast, but I have said that before. Okay. Yeah, obviously he's a very funny guy, and uh, it definitely came to. Sh- it did showed itself here in this film. What didn't I like? I guess there really wasn't a ton I didn't like. I don't know. I guess I haven't thought about it as much as I should have. Well, maybe we can dig deeper when we do our scores. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just. Um, okay, I'll. I have a few questions okay. after watching the film okay. um, that I'll, I'll throw to you, and then maybe that can spur some stuff for you. Okay, great. Now, this is a movie that I just finished watching pretty recently um, today, so it's more fresh in my mind than a movie normally is, so maybe that's why I'm all into it and uh, you're less... When did you watch the movie? I watched it last night. Okay. Well, yeah, that might explain things. Maybe. Um, how and where and, well, just those are the two. How and where does she get so many explosives? She puts the explosives on the goat. Yep. Where does she get those explosives? Maybe from, maybe she steals it now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe she steals it from the dude she steals the goat from. Maybe he had a lot of explosives. He's a guy with guns. Yep, that's true. Spud. Spud. Um, so that that was the question. How how did she get so many explosives? Well, I got to think it it wasn't like explicitly laid out like exactly how long she was going off and doing her own thing and trying to figure out how to get out of this loop. Like um, Ad, Adam Samberg's character was saying, like he doesn't even remember how long he's been in here, just sort of like a stupid amount of time. So she may have been. It could have been months and months. So I'm sure after, you know, searching enough over the months, she found a place to get them. Fair enough. That would be something like that. Question two. Um, so somebody dies. Mm-hmm. So do they, do you think that they just wait in, in rest until the other person mm-hmm. wakes up or, or falls asleep, I should say? And then, so then they can yeah, wake well, up the same day? Right. I was wondering about that too. I actually posed that question while I was watching it with my girlfriend. And I, I, I guess we just sort of figured if someone died, say, earlier on in the day, yeah, they were kind of just in purgatory until the next person, you know, either fell asleep or died. And then they'd all, and then all of them would wake up at the same time once the last person, you know, had either fallen asleep or whatever. 
That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Because then I, good. I was like, yo, wait, how is that? And then I, I just... It's, I guess there's really no good way of explaining something like this that can never really happen. Then that deals with like multiple universes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he did talk about multiverses a little bit. He did mention Andy that, yeah. Sandberg. So it's possible, but doubtful. Mm-hmm. And then the third last question that I have. Third well, last question. First, the first last, the last question that I have, mm-hmm. which is the third one. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the people stuck in the time loop, um, so it's Andy Samberg, uh, Christian Malati, and J.K. Simmons, and then um, maybe even um, the grandma, which we can talk about a little bit later, um, are still people, normal people in the universe that the rest of the world lives in? So it's November 9th. They have the wedding. Mm-hmm. Everybody else then wakes up November 10th. Do you think that those people are just gone? Or do you think that they are still living in that world as people? That's a good question. My guess is they probably disappeared. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know how that would work if they continued existing. Well, I don't know. It would be like an alternate timeline, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Hard to say. It is hard to say. Um, Those are my my only questions. Okay. Have you seen the movie Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise? No. I know of it, though, but I haven't seen it. Me neither. But apparently that movie, Groundhog Day and Happy Death Day. Have you seen Happy Death Day? No. Yeah, it, it wasn't that good. Um, those were influences for the for the film mm-hmm. um, because they deal with you know the same kind of thing. Loops. Yep, loops. Loops, like Looper. That was a good movie. We should watch that. That is a good movie. Okay, well, good. Mm. Hey, have you seen the movie Mr. Deeds? Surely you've seen Mr. Deeds. Uh, a few times, yeah. When I saw. The character's name, his name's Howard. I guess that's Sarah's dad. He's in Mr. Deeds. Made me think of that. Have you seen the OC? No. I don't watch TV. He was the dad in uh, Oh. In the OC as well. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Deeds. Um, fun fact about this movie called Palm Springs, not filmed in Palm Springs. Hmm. I was wondering about the title. What do you think about the title? I think... The title makes sense because it takes place in Palm Springs. Yeah, but like Groundhog Day isn't called, you know, the place that they're staying. And the Terminator isn't called Los Angeles. And like, I don't know. I think it's kind of a lazy name for a movie and doesn't really tell you at all what it's about. I think the name Palm Springs uh, works well with the aesthetic that... The film has. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk about it more um, in our scores, but I enjoyed um, the look of the movie, mm-hmm. um, which included what Andy Sandberg was wearing the whole time. And I think that fits well with the name Palm Springs. Did you have a, another choice for a name? Well, no. I haven't really spent much time on, you know, thinking of one. But I don't know. I 
the name doesn't make sense to me. Well, it wouldn't make sense if it was called like Mexico or something. Right. But if it said like, you know, something to do with time or something, I don't know. Time loop. Time loop. Um, Speaking of J.K. Simmons uh, playing the main character in Whiplash, Mm -hmm. he was in a movie called Whiplash we were talking about earlier. Yes. Apparently his character's name in Whiplash was Fletcher. Does that ring a bell? In one scene in in Palm Springs, the movie we watched, he wears a black shirt Uh and has a whip in one of his hands. Really? Apparently. I didn't see it, but this this is what they tell me. Okay. I was curious when um, I did a little like research like while I was watching when they described the day that was being repeated, November 9th. I immediately went on Google and said, what day is Bill Murray stuck on in Groundhog Day? Now, take your bets. Do you think it's the same day or do you think it's a different day? It's a different day. It is a different day, yes. I had one in 365 chance mm. of being right. So, No, no, I'm being wrong. I'm being wrong, yeah. yeah. That's not quite how that works. But anyway, yes, it's not the same day. I thought it would be it would be like an interesting opportunity for an homage. It's like February something. Or the second, which would be like Groundhog Day. Is this movie... I mean, this movie is almost exactly Groundhog Day, except that... The girl that Bill Murray loves isn't also stuck in the loop, don't you think? And it's less violent. Yeah, it's the same. Like Groundhog Day is less violent. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, they weren't really trying to hide from from kind of making a similar movie. It's a kind of a romantic comedy that deals with a time loop. But I I thought that. It was different enough, you know. It's it was warm. No, Groundhog yeah. Day was cold. So I guess so. All right, you change the subject. Okay, so we're going to talk about Andy Samberg and J.K. Simmons again. I okay. I quite enjoyed their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but the scene at the wedding, um, when they kind of first met, yeah, where Andy Samberg compliments J.K. Simmons's hat, mm-hmm. and then J.K. Simmons says, "Of course you do." Yeah. Was that was improvised? So oh. just just clever, clever acting. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another another fun tidbit. Speaking of how hot it was, thirty degrees during the filming of the reception of the wedding. Um, bugs invaded. There are a lot of bugs, so much of the film's post production efforts involved digitally removing insects. Oh, really? That would um, be a pain in the ass. Andy Samberg's name in the movie was Niles. Mm-hmm. You may have heard of the TV show Frasier. Yes, I have. Frasier's brother's name is Niles. Right. Niles, Andy Samberg's character, is drinking Akupara beer. It's called Akupara. Uh-huh. In Sanskrit, that means unlimited, unbounded. And in Hinduism, it's the name of a tortoise Described as one who is without death. Yeah. So, I see. I, the way you described that, it sounded like you were combining the fact about Niles Crane from Fraser, Fraser and like the etymology of the name of that beer. 
Yeah, those are two different things. And then, I'm like, okay. wow, what is he? Where is he going with this? I'm gonna but be I honest. See. Be honest with you, the Niles reference um, that was improvised myself. I didn't have that written down. Right, right. Because I'm like, okay, it's the same name, but what does that have to do with each other, really? But beyond that, but now I see that you have improvised that fact. So it makes sense. Just like how I said, well, Peter Gallagher was in Mr. Deeds. It was about that caliber of factoid. Yeah. Okay, well, this is going great. Did you want to just jump into scores? Yeah, we can. Because um, that's the end of my trivia, and um, that might spur some some debate. Sure. What did you want to say about June Squibb, or are we going to get to that at a different point when we get to a certain score about what you're like oh we could talk more about june squibb's character later like you had suspicions as to whether she was stuck in the loop i assume is that her name june squibb is an is like the grandmother i just know her as like nana oh okay. yeah so no it's i mean uh, she says something to sarah mm-hmm um, about seeing so many weddings and I hope you can get out. So they just kind of made it seem like she was also stuck in the loop. Right. Um, but she just like liked staying, liked being in it because she was with family every day. Makes uh, sense. So, so I had an idea. And that okay, is, hit we, me with we it. Normally, okay, so we normally do originality first, but we've decided to, to, to scrap originality. And then we go mm-hmm. then we, we go to ending second, which which is always a weird one. So maybe let's do ending almost last. Okay. And then start with expectation. Okay. What was your expectation score for the movie Palm Springs starring Andy Samberg? I guess I had, uh, going into it, I had fairly uh, low expectations, I suppose. I didn't really, I didn't look up, you know, any sort of reviews or anything like that. And all I knew, I didn't even know it was like a time loop movie. I just know it had Andy Samberg and it was a comedy. And I knew about Hot Rod. I don't think that is a incredibly well acclaimed film, a critically acclaimed film. And so I thought, well, maybe it's sort of like a a similar sort of deal. And so uh, I, I set my expectations a little a little low, but. Um, the film was much better than I anticipated being. So I, my score for that was up up at a seven because of that. You have to watch Hot Rod. Um, and then it met and maybe even exceeded the expectations that I had. But I mean, not too much. So like a six. Right. Okay, cool. Now, acting. Um, I'll start. Um, Andy Samberg plays basically the same character that he always plays. You wouldn't know that. You'd never watch any of his stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is probably why, like, why people watch the movie to begin with. I mean, I that's it sold me on that. Uh, Kristen, I don't know, I don't know if I'm saying her last name right. Miliotti? Uh, she's great. Um, Miliotti, she's, Miliotti. You know, you know her as the mom from How I Met Your Mother, but she is in another of course. show. She's in another Amazon show right now called Made for Love, um, which is really good. I recommend watching that. It's a, a futuristic. It's like basically about a um, she's married to the founder of a like Google type 
um, tech thing, and she's kidnapped, held against her will, and then Ray Romano's in it. It's, it's really good. Ray Romano. Yeah, he didn't, he kind of talks like that. He Ray Romano, um, his wife, her her mom died of cancer. Spoilers, and um, he's now um, living with um, one of those like like life size dolls, like those women dolls. They get attached to to those dolls and then live with right. them like like a human being would. Mm-hmm. It's riveting. It's riveting stuff. I I do recommend the, the show. Though. Two seasons. Um, there were some funny moments between those two. I thought they had good chemistry. Andy and Christian, mm-hmm. Niles and Sarah, uh, J.K. Simmons also great, great acting by J.K. He gets run over by a car. Really funny. Random. I I really enjoyed one scene where the two of them, uh, Niles and Sarah, are Roy comes out of nowhere with a with a bow and arrow and starts hunting them down. Hilarious stuff. Um, the secondary characters were there as well. I mean, they were fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing bad about them. So my acting core is a 7 out of 10. I apologize for dragging that on. No, that's all good. You made some good points. I thought Andy Samberg was very good. Very, uh, he has very good comedic timing. And he's just pretty quite a funny guy. Uh, he was quite good. J.K. Simmons, to me, was the best actor there. And I'm not trying to be biased or anything like that, but he is truly a very good actor. And, uh, yeah, Kristen uh, Miliotti, I, I guess. Yeah, she was quite good as well. I, d- I didn't have any sort of problems, problems with the acting. So uh, my score was actually the same as yours, a seven. The same page. Okay, ending. How did you feel about the ending? I thought the ending was a little... I could see the ending coming from quite a ways away. Okay, I mean, it was pretty obvious that was how it was going to end. But I don't know if this is the movie you really watch to have like have some sort of kooky, unexpected ending. You're just kind of like you're there for a good time. And I think the ending delivered on that. They both got out and that was that. I don't know. It satisfied uh, what I what I wanted out of the ending in this film. So and although it was predictable, so um, I think for ending, I gave it a little bit of higher score on what I have here. I'm going to give it a little less than that because I don't. Thinking back on it, it, the predictability was a problem. So I put it at at a six. Underwhelming, perhaps. Uh, The protagonist, um, being Sarah comes up with an idea to solve a problem. Um, they get some resistance from Andy Samberg's character um, until they kind of see what she's talking about. Uh, then they end up going through with it and it actually works to solve their problem and they live happily ever after. Like you said, it's you don't you're not going into this movie wanting anything other than a happy ending. So for that it's good. Uh, I do like how they kind of end it ambiguous. Um, we assume that everything works out. He makes a comment about November 10th because the neighbors come home. But then we also see dinosaurs in the distance. Um, dinosaurs were earlier in the movie to kind of show how they were in this weird, unexplainable uh, environment 
So seeing dinosaurs, like, oh, wait a second. I did not notice those dinosaurs. Well, I don't think I noticed the dinosaurs. I don't think I noticed them um, the first watch either. Oh. Um, Because they they were moving in the background pretty, like, you had to be focused. But but it was, like, the very last shot. Oh, okay. Uh, I give it a six as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was an easy ending and it didn't it didn't blow me away. Um, there were many, according to Mr. Sandberg, there were many different endings that were shot. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the one that audiences liked the best. I I couldn't find anything in explaining any other ending, right. but this one was just kind of the the one that that worked the best. So six. Okay, cool. Um, now your score out of ten. I'll go first. Okay. My my score will be higher than your score, as per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of my scores, okay. So I gave ending six, expectation six, acting seven. Yeah. So regardless of my scores for the other, those other three, uh, this is I give this movie an eight and a half out of ten. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies that I've seen during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the music, uh, the colors. The backdrop, Palm Springs, mm-hmm. uh, the story, mm-hmm. the, and the actors. So looking at all that together, uh, made an enjoyable experience. It's a movie that I can watch again and again, and really that's all you're looking for with a movie. Right. Like I think I can go after this and watch it again and still laugh and and enjoy myself, and that's pretty rare for a movie. So 8.5 out of 10 for Josh, one of the hosts of You... Uh, your mother ate my dog, the podcast. You, your mother ate my dog. So my score, as you correctly guessed, is not as high as that. I will say that this was, I am, uh, okay, I am hard on comedies. There's not a lot of comedies that I'm like, yes, I love this movie because I don't know. It's hard to find one that I really enjoy that really makes me laugh. This one did have some of those moments I laughed out loud a few times. Like I said, Andy Samberg uh, a very, was very, very funny. Um, and some of the acting performances were very good, kept me uh, engaged. But uh, it, it's hard for me not to focus on, on like the story and uh, the, the whole predictability of it all. And behind the comedy, it was just like a... And I get like the fact that it is... Um, like a time loop sort of fantasy, that aspect. It was just kind of like a pretty typical love story, I guess. So it, I, I don't know. I wasn't like overly engaged, but uh, I was I was pleased with some of the comedic moments for sure. But my score out of 10 was a six. It was a good film. I just, I, not, my, not my favorite. You're hard on comedies. Yes, I am hard on comedies. So I think the reason why I chose this film, Palm Springs, uh, was mainly just because you are so... Like, we watch, we don't watch too many of these movies, and I just kind of wanted to see your opinion. I figured you'd, you'd enjoy it, but you wouldn't enjoy it as much mm-hmm. as you would enjoy whatever other movie you'd want to watch. It was. I like that we went this direction. Like it was. Uh, it was something different. I think it was a good choice. Yeah, and 
you're showing me movies you're picking movies that i would maybe not normally watch and i want to pick movies that you might not normally watch mm-hmm. no i think that um, that's a good uh, way to do it but it's over now uh, so you don't have to worry about it palm springs eight and a half out of ten six out of ten very low but you know whatever it's not that low i enjoyed it well you didn't enjoy that much <laughs> i guess before we get to the end, I know we always sort of ramble on near the end, but I'm curious, what are some of your favorite comedies just ever? You're putting me on the spot. I don't really like that very much. I'm not like a like an old school or a hangover no. kind of comedy person. Like I like smarter comedies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Hot Rod's a smarter comedy, but... I wouldn't put that in that category, <laughs> yeah. Well, you haven't seen it, so you don't know. But uh, I think I have seen it. But anyway, I don't know. S- smarter comedies. Let's just see if I have if I've seen any comedies and scored any comedies this this year to maybe give an idea. Do you want me to give you some of mine? Yeah, give me some of yours. Okay, some of mine would be Hot Fuzz, Rush Hour, Rush Hour Two specifically, Shanghai Noon. I am a big Jackie Chan fan. I should mention that. Um, if I were to go slightly lower brow, but still love, it would be Nacho Libre, which is almost a perfect comedic movie, in my opinion. It has a couple issues, but overall, it's uh, hilarious. I love that movie. And if I were to pick one like sort of animated movie in that category, I'd pick The Road to El Dorado. That movie still makes me laugh, and I've seen it probably 30 times. So that's like five I could think of off the top of my head. Fantastic! I just I just looked up a list of a hundred top movies, a hundred top comedy movies, and um, number one is Raising Arizona. Mm, that is a good movie. So a movie I still haven't I haven't seen. I didn't think it's like a comedy, but it's not I, really. I didn't think it was a comedy. I mean, it's funny, but that's not. Well, okay, I can sort of see that. A fish called Wanda comes in at number ten. Mm, that is a good movie too. Yeah, like movies like that. You know, smart. Smarter comedies. Right. Anyways. Yeah. So um, what can we expect for episode 19 for your movie? Well, I've picked the film. I can say that much. I I, I had like three that I was sort of debating in my mind. And every once in a while, I see see another movie that I'm like, oh, I got to see that movie. And I put it on the list. So there's probably like 20 movies or so that I'm thinking of watching, but... This one that I've chosen, I don't know if I can really give any hints. Sort of more uh, horror, I guess you could, horror fantasy film. But again, I don't really know much about it at all. I just know one of the people who's in it and the vague, what it's, what it's vaguely about. That's it. Well, I can't wait. Okay, cool. I'm excited. I was told... Um, since we do kind of ramble a little bit towards the end, which shows our personality and is uh, fun for the audience to listen to, that we really should put at the beginning of the of the podcast. But that's just so tough to do. People are here for for our movie reviews. Well, yeah, um, Greg. Greg needs to know about the films we're watching. It's important to him. He tells me that every single episode. He said, "I know." He's like, "I know the ending part is probably the most entertaining." But I want to know about uh, the one and the Green Lantern. Tell me what you think. 
That's what he says every every day I see him. What an interesting man. Well, you can say that again. Okay. Well, um, anything interesting happened to you? Um, you know, we're getting to the end of end of the month, so it's always exciting. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, exciting things going on with me. Well, I got to say, I do say on this podcast a lot that I don't watch TV, which is quite true, but there's a few things I, I, I do watch. It's not like I'm completely separated from all television shows, such as Stranger Things. I've watched, we, my girlfriend and I watched all the episodes that were released for season four this weekend. Are they doing it in two parts? Yes. I think the next parts come out in like July or something. So yeah, that was the plan um, for myself. Uh, Sandra Things came out on Friday, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, let's let's um, we have some time. Um, let's hello cat. Let's sit down and uh, watch Stranger Things on Friday night. We weren't really in the mood, right, uh, to do that. It was you know a long work day and stuff. So we put on um, a show called Below Deck, which is on Slice. Mm-hmm. It's about, it's about, um, it's a reality show about people who work on a boat, uh, oh. a, a yacht, and they have guests, and there's drama. Mm. And so instead of watching Stranger Things this weekend, we watched nine episodes of oh. Below Deck. I see. Great choice. We'll get to Stranger Things eventually. I think maybe I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to rewatch. The show, right. it's been so long, so mm-hmm. we might just just restart from season one, and then maybe by the time part two of season four comes out, we'll yeah. have finished, and then can watch everything at once. That's a good idea. We thought about doing that. I mean, we watched all of the episodes they released, and I mean, that was like over nine hours of watch time. We watched it all. We really sort of binged, and then we also yeah. watched the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi episodes. Okay. So I. I, I it's not true that I don't watch TV, I suppose. But it really, I'd say, c- compared to the average person, it's I watch way less. You don't watch cable. You just watch Star Wars-related, sci-fi, whatever's on Disney Plus or Netflix. You're there. Well, yeah, to some degree. Just not that much. One last thing I'll hit you with before we, we wrap this up. Do you know what mudlarking is? Mmm... I'm going to say no. If you were to guess what mudlarking is, what would you guess that is? I'm going to guess, I would guess that it has, uh, it's similar to geocaching? Kind of. Kind of. It's like this thing, I suppose it's, it seems to be popular in the UK. And I guess it's just sort of like, I'm not, I, can't, I don't know the exact reason why it's so popular there, but it's like, it's the best place to do it, it seems. It's basically like beach combing, but there's a lot more stuff to find. Like I guess uh, they dumped a lot of stuff in the in the rivers there, and so like, you know, people go onto the beaches and they find like beads and bottles and pottery and like old pipes, stuff like that. Anyway, there's like we, my girlfriend and I sort of happened upon this channel who, it's like this mom and daughter duo who go and find treasures on the beaches and stuff. And it's very relaxing. It's a very nice thing to watch. So that's something I've been watching on YouTube. 
I can't remember the name of the channel, but I just know it's called Mudlarking. If you like that, I think you'll like, uh, I don't know if I brought this up to you in the past, but um, the show alone, which you can which you can watch on Prime, you apparently have Prime because you watched mm-hmm. Palm Springs. Um, the first three seasons is just, it's about, you know, people uh, dropped in different places um northern vancouver island and they have to survive oh, right. by themselves like survivor man it's like survivor man but you know they're they're doing it for like half a million dollars oh i love survivor man yeah survivor man is great i think most if not all of survivor man is on youtube it is it's on the tube yeah that was like my go-to thing to watch late at night when i was like in my teens I used to love that show. So good. Yeah, good good Canadian Les Stroud. Les Stroud. Love that guy. Has nothing to do with Palm Springs. Absolutely nothing to do with Palm Springs. I've been to Palm Springs. So my family, um, they, mainly my grandma and my grandpa on my father's side, they would go down, because they were old, they would go down and vacation in in warm palm springs mm, so they're like snowbirds yes so so they would go and then they would invite us down i was like one to two to three years old mm. invite us down for like two weeks maybe and we would i don't remember any of it but there's pictures and we're all wearing very colorful clothes much like in the movie palm springs right um so I, that's, that's the story. I've been, I've been there a few times. Don't well, remember any of it, but. Ties in perfectly. It's a great way to end it. Sure is. Well, I, th- I, I, I appreciate our, our discussion today. And maybe we'll try to strive for a engaging personal discussion at the beginning of next week's episode. We can try it. I don't know if we should really change anything we're doing. I think it's working. I think it's all natural. Mm-hmm. This podcast is about movies, talking about movies, and that's what we do. That's true. So, whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> the cats around here are, they're getting hungry. Let's put it that way. And they like to be vocal about it. So, I assume you just heard my cat go. Yeah, yeah. That was your cat. Yeah, that was one of them. Okay, Jesse, one of the hosts of Your Mother Ate My Dog, the podcast. It's a pleasure as always. Yes, sir. Let's let's wrap this up. Let's do that. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye, everyone. 